All right. Hello and welcome just to family. This is giving you something to talk about or just a live TV as I like to call it. Today we're going to be talking about sexual identity versus sexual expectation. Um, we're going to be discussing the content that's available on the internet in movies, magazines, and how that can create sexual expectations, addictions, um, and not necessarily what's in your actual sexual identity. Our sponsor today is Phoenix Identity. Um, they want you to know there's nothing wrong with knowing who you are and what you like. What should be an issue is feeling like you have to do things that you don't feel comfortable with because it is what everyone is doing. Your sexual identity is just as important as any other aspect of your identity. Learn what that means for you with Phoenix Identity. Schedule a clarity session with them. Links in the description. So today I'm going to hand it over to our guest speaker to say hello. Would you like to do the honors? Hi, I'm Jalela and I am the founder of Heart and Soul Tantra. So what I do is um, I have a passion for healthy sexual education, consent-based relationships, sexual sovereignty for all genders, uh, treating clients with foreign addictions and sexual dysfunction, and sexual trauma and sexual trafficking. Absolutely. That's, those are amazing things to help people with. And a lot of the stuff that we're going to be talking today does go hand in hand with a lot of those things. So you and I on the pre-screening, we're talking about, you know, um, what you do and the things that I've done. So I have never really hid this, but I was a prostitute very many long time ago. Um, and so I've been in that lifestyle. I know what it's like. I know a lot of people who have been in that lifestyle and know what it's like. Um, I know a lot of people who have fetishes. I know a lot of people who are in the industry. Um, there are a lot of things about sexuality that we're just not taught or talked about. Um, I remember growing up and watching on Sunday night. It was the Sunday night sex show and I'm in Canada with Sue Johansson. And he was amazing. Like just, I actually, I talked to somebody um, for the show uh, probably last year when we first started. And I was like, we should do like a sex ed podcast where people come on and ask questions. Because mm -hmm. I missed that. It was, it was nice if you had a question or if you had a concern or if you wanted to know something you could ask. And there was no fear, no judgment, no, you know, no shame, blame or guilt with that. And I think that we're missing that um you know further on yes I love Sue Johansson she was just so witty and she was so informative like I I really wish that we had that on now because people are learning their sex education from porn and porn really isn't reality porn is you know, like, uh, it's, it's, it's a show, it's entertainment, it is about uh, not realistic sex. So when the young ones, especially, that are just learning about sexuality, learns that there are sexuality from porn, they're not learning reality. I find it very sad. Um, 
so now you and I have different opinions of the porn industry and we, <laughs> we, we wanted to definitely highlight those those today um I wholeheartedly agree that there are cons to to any industry there are cons whether it be the coaching industry <laughs> and I know people are going to come at me for comparing the two and I'm not um but the porn industry um you know the mental health there's so many different industries around the world and there are pros and cons to each of them and that's originally what we had planned on titling this episode was the pros and cons of of the porn industry but I think that it comes with everything look at I read romance novels and I read them like crazy I read them all the time I have been reading romance novels since I was probably like 10 12 and in that time not all of that is it's staged right it's like porn it's staged content it's staged uh, ideas of what can go on movies are staged uh, porn staged men magazines are staged everything is staged but there is a there is a for me there's a reality of truth in there everything comes from somewhere there is nothing that's been created in movies books um all of it that is that, that hasn't come from an idea of something. So there is truth in a lot of that. A lot of the fetishes that we see in the see in the porn industry, those are legit fetishes. Um, and to bring those to light and to encourage certain people who have those fetishes to, you know, to embrace them and allow them to be a part of their, their sexual identity. Um, I think the difference that you and I see is, and and I'm gonna state the difference here is there is there is a lack of consent right or or a lack of understanding we we don't teach properly uh my husband and i were having this conversation uh a couple days ago actually about teaching and about the logistics of why can't we be just who we are we absolutely can be who we are and our sexual identity is a part of that we are who we are we like what we like does that change and morph as we get older and as we experience? Absolutely. But we are, we do have a sexual identity. We do have things that we absolutely don't like, absolutely do like, and that is completely fine. Now, if those are things that may be considered weird or out of the norm or BDSM or, you know, um, S&M, and <laughs> there's so many different variations of them, right? Lifestyle. They're, they're not they're not negative unless they have a negative incantation right there has to be consent there has to be knowledge and research there has to be a clear understanding of what it is how it how it works and how it makes you feel and for the porn industry they still you know they can clarify that and i think that for people no matter what generation my generation your generation our kids generation if we're not teaching them these things or if they don't feel comfortable enough to come to us and say hey mom or hey dad you know i've had these really weird thoughts and i don't know what they are and i don't really want to talk to you about them but i don't know where to research them they're going to research them if they don't feel comfortable coming to you they're going to research them and they're going to find all the nasty terrible information on it and not the things that are going to help them embrace it for them right right yeah. and that's that's where that con comes for me yeah i think one of the problems is that because children now have phones and they have phones very early they are watching porn 
at ages of eight, nine, 10, 12, 14, when their little brains really are not capable of understanding what sex is, uh, that sex could be a beautiful thing between two people or how many other people, whatever. But their, their little brains are forming these decisions about what sex is about before they're actually ready. Now, for these sexual acts themselves, absolutely. But I will tell you, even from my own experience, I was experimenting sexually very young. Um, whether that was with myself, role playing with myself or, or what have you, it, it's not as uncommon as, as it's thought to be for people to be wanting to know and wanting to understand what sex is at a very young age. I'm 40 this year. My first sexual experience, you know, in my own head or even just with myself was under the age of 10. I want to say like seven, eight. Um, if not younger, because I already had the urges for the for the physical pleasure, right? And so to say that, you know, it's the phones, yes, okay, we do have more access to it now than we ever have before. Absolutely. But it's it's no different than my age, or even my siblings ages, I'm the youngest. So even their ages, or my parents or grandparents, um, it's not uncommon. There are so many, so many misconceptions about the generations. Yes, we have more access, but these things were still happening at a very young age, a hundred years ago. Um, you have, you know, young girls who were married off at 12 years old, and it was a natural occurrence, right? It was, it was a natural part of a family procession. So for me to say that, you know, it's, cell phones or it's access it, it or you know that's encouraging them to 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 be interested in it i didn't have any of those things and i was still interested in it and 100 years ago they were still interested in it you know we are born with that pleasure center and i have seen babies who have you know rubbed themselves against something because they like the feel of it right? Mm -hmm. or, or toddlers, not babies, but um, I've seen toddlers rub themselves against it, right? Little boys playing with their penises <laughs> in yeah. their diapers, right? We have that pleasure center and we access it throughout our lifetime, maybe not in a sexual way, but definitely a pleasurable way. Um, so for me, that's kind of that there has to be consent for, for anything plausible, there has to be consent. And I think that once you get to a certain age of, 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 you know, um, consent, it, it's definitely in your teens. It's not before that. <laughs> I, I agree with people. It's not before that. Um, but at the same time, that knowledge needs to be there. They need to be taught what's safe and what's accept acceptable. I have friends who, um, you know, lost their V card before they were teens. Right. Because they. I, yeah. I, like, I totally understand that. I mean, yes, we hear about, uh, you know, toddlers and self pleasuring is something that everyone goes through. And, and then it starts at a very young age. And wanting to have pleasure starts at a very young age, too. But what I think is a problem is what they're seeing. The, the different genres they're seeing in the porn industry that will 
to my thoughts, and these are my thoughts, will co corrupt their little minds. Yeah. Like, like, like incest porn is huge. Uh, barely legal porn is huge. Uh, and the worst of all is the violent porn. I've seen and heard of, you know, 14 year old boys, you know, instead of saying, oh, what's, you know, can we have our first kiss? It's, oh, forget the kiss. You know, I want a blow job. And then I'm going to punch you in the face, you know, and then I'm going to I'm going to spray my um, ejaculation all over your face and in your eyes. You know, these are the things that I have a real problem with. Yeah, I, I and I, I can see where you're coming from and you have an absolutely valid point. Um, again, I think that there there are some who are interested in that and I don't think it should be made available to everybody. Absolutely. I, I read a news article and, and I, I saw this shortly before you and I had our pre-screening interview. I saw an article that talked about um, YouTube kids and how there is more sexually based uh, content on YouTube kids than there is on regular YouTube oh, because it's hidden in there. Right. And um, you look at, we we're coming into a very heavy, very, um, or we've come into a very disgusting society. Uh, not everybody. So I'm not coming at everybody, but, but there's nobody that can't tell me that, um, we're in a very highly trafficked, um, globe right now. And mm -hmm. so you have, um, traffickers who are trying to convince children, trying to, um, condition children and groom them through YouTube kids, through TikTok, through, you know, um, YouTube and, and Facebook and Instagram and all, you know, Snapchat all over social media. Absolutely. That's, that's one of those cons, right? Um, so having access to that, I remember downloading, yes, I pirated it. I pirated a movie. Uh, yeah. when I oh, oh, no. <laughs> before I was 18 so I can't be charged but anyway um I pirated this movie and I downloaded it from LimeWire or something and um I started to watch it and it was what was it uh it was the dark knight Batman the dark knight mm -hmm. and so I started to watch it and it was girl on girl porn really completely, oh, like this happens all the time right you click on something thinking that it's something and that's the other thing um we can see that that you know the porn industry has cons and social media has cons the problem is is it's hidden in there you click a link you could be sent a link any of you watching or even Jalela yourself you know or even me could be sent a link through your email through your text messages through you know something you purchased and all of a sudden pops up a ton of porn and, you know, really, really negative content. And so, again, for me doing this episode, the purpose of me for doing this episode is to know that there is a difference in three things. Number one, there is pros and cons to the porn industry or, or you know, the sexual content industry. Absolutely. There are pros and cons. Um, I know you had mentioned, you know, porn addiction. We had mentioned um, feeling like, oh, I have to do it this way because that's what everybody else is doing or that's what we've watched. 
Um, another thing is, is for me, again, it's the awareness, it's the knowledge, there should be better information out there that says it's okay to like what you like, just understand it. I have um, somebody very close to me that has a fetish, it is an, uh, an unusual fetish. And um, I have told them, you know, like, I mean, it's totally fine. There's no judgment. There's nothing wrong with you for having a fetish. There's nothing wrong with you for liking something that people don't generally like. But at the same time, how does it work for you? What do you like about it? What, you know, are you at a place where it, it where it is okay to be sexualized or are you too young for that? Um, and going through that and understanding, doing research, what does it mean? How does it work? You know, there there isn't enough of that. It took me probably a few hours to find resources on this fetish just so that I could bring those to the person that I was dealing with. And that's what I, that's what I feel is missing. We have access to a ton of really negative stuff, but we don't have the information to learn about it. Yeah. And I think what's important too is boundaries and consent. That is huge. I, what I'm finding a lot is that even on the online dating, that consent, boundaries and consent is never discussed and consent is never given. So I'm finding that with this very sexualized um, world that we live in, that people, mostly men, but even some women automatically believe that they are entitled to have a sexual encounter with somebody, even though it's something that they don't want and they don't even ask if they want. If somebody wants to have a fling, then it's then great. Ask the person first. Don't just take. And that's what is happening a lot now is they're they're just assuming that they can when they can't mm -hmm. um so i watch uh law and order special victims unit it's one of our favorite oh, we watch it we watch it <laughs> record it and we watch it um and a lot of the times you'll see on there that even even boys right even men it doesn't matter your gender the consent needs to happen um i always say and i always teach my kids i i've talked to numerous of people about this i don't care what you do i don't care who you do it with that's not like you can do and and be into whatever it is that you're into the only things that i look for are consent mm -hmm. and appropriateness based on consent based on like are you hurting somebody else in this process right um it's it's mind blowing um the 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 lack of consent and i think that comes down to again this is a you know trafficking is running rampant it's all over the place um we have conditioned society to believe that sexuality is confidence or um sexual you know activity is confidence um or love mm -hmm. right um and there, there's so many different aspects to that. Uh, I keep forgetting there's something else I wanted to mention on that. What is it? 
Oh, um, the amount of groups. So you talk, we talk about, you know, knowledge. And, and again, I'm going to keep going back to knowledge. Knowledge is power. If we have knowledge about these things, and if we're taught about these things, then we can make decisions based on knowledgeable facts, and we can decide what our sexual identity is. But then you've now got groups that are becoming more dominating, right? Um, you've got women who don't like to be catcalled, right? Uh, you, I don't mind walking down the street and being cat called. Do you think I'm good looking? Great. I'm going to just keep walking. I'm going to say thanks. I'm going to keep walking. Right? Like it doesn't bother me. Mm -hmm. But now you've got the feminist movement who wants, instead of being dominated, they want to dominate. Right. And not all, but this is something that I've seen. We've done uh, an episode on it. Um, then we have this men's movement where um, they're alphas. Women, you know, are subservient um what and, and again the reason why i mentioned law and order inspect special victims unit was there was an episode where um a man was running a group for other men on dating and how to um get results from dating how to get results from women and it ended up being you know don't take no for an answer yes right yeah and there, actually, there's a lot of that out there. There is. And, and that, again, becomes that lack of consent, that lack of awareness, that lack of knowledge. Um, we also have a society of men who have grown up being told that, you know, emotions are for sissies, crying is weak. Um, and honestly, I, I and I'm not defending abusers at all. But if we look to that and say, okay, well, if men aren't allowed to show their emotions, that's all bottling up inside. They're going to get violent and angry. As a woman, if I'm struggling with my emotions, I get mad. I get ragey mad because I, I need to express them. I need to talk about them. I need to experience them. And when I don't get the opportunity to do that, it festers. Right. So think of all the men who want to have healthy relationships, but aren't, but we're taught never to talk about their emotions. People who want to have healthy relationships, but grew up watching Disney movies. Um, I need to do an episode about how Disney failed us. Um, yes. But Disney did because it taught us that women, princesses needed a prince to rescue them. Uh, yes. Mr. Tall, Dark and Handsome or Prince Charming is who we wanted. One of my favorite sayings is that Prince Charming, if you if your list or your requirements, your standards include Tall, Dark and Handsome, Mr. Tall, Dark, and Handsome is going to wine and dine you and then screw your best friend. Mm -hmm, definitely. There's a book that's out and it's been out for a long time and I'm sorry I don't know who wrote it. It's called The Cinderella Complex. Mm -hmm. And it's all about how women have been conditioned to be saved. And that, that's basically that, that they want Prince Charming to come and just take care of them instead of going out and, you know, being the person that, you know, spends for themselves. And the only one, only Disney that I actually thought has, was well done was Beauty and the Beast because Belle didn't take no shit from nobody, even a monster. <laughs> so I was like, okay, one and only, but one out of all of them we actually have quite a few now though you have um you have brave which is a great one 
Um, a lot of the newer movies, you have, uh, what's the emotion one? I can't remember what the emotion movie is. But anyway, there are a bunch of new movies in the last 20, 30 years that have really opened up those doors about mental health, about awareness, about, um, you know, uh, the movie Brave. Uh, they wanted to set her up and she ended up going into the contest on who was going to win her hand. And she won the contest, right? And she saved everybody in the end. And so there's a lot of movies now that are going towards that right route, route, route. Holy, I can't even say route anymore. Um, going down that route. And you look at uh, Frozen. You look at um, Princess and the Frog. I can't remember what the movie's called right now. But um, all of those movies are now going to strong female heroines right who aren't taking shit who aren't you know needing a man to rescue them and falling at their feet and going back to sexual identity versus sexual trauma one uh, uh we need to mention a couple other things before we get going here is excuse me again your sexual identity you you we're born liking certain things yes that can be influenced but we are born whether it's heterosexual uh, asexual, pansexual, um, we're born with our sexual identity. We are born liking who we like and liking what we like. Now, again, that can morph and change, right? That can morph to add new things or say, oh, well, you know, this doesn't feel as good anymore. Or And that's totally fine. We can change our minds, but we are born with our sexual identity. And knowing what that means for us, whether that is liking a certain gender, whether that's liking a certain position or liking a certain role play or fetish. There's nothing wrong with that. And I think we need to start building a community of knowledge and a community of acceptance because your sexual identity doesn't, if you wear your hair green and purple, it makes no difference to me because it does not affect me. It doesn't impact my body, my mentality, none of it right? If I don't like it too bad, it's not me. Our sexual identity is the same. It has nothing to do with anybody else. And if it does, if you are interested in somebody else using your sexual identity, then, you know, consent, knowledge, awareness, making sure that it's between two consenting adults and it's not meant to hurt, right? We, we look at BDSM and, and S&M and you're right, it is a lifestyle. There are, you know, I am submissive in the bedroom. In the rest of my everyday life, not a chance in hell. <laughs> it's not going to happen, right? Yeah. It, it's, it's knowing those things and making yourself aware of those things and saying, this is how I am. While I will take other input, while I, you know, will take other, other things and, and morph and change, knowing what my sexual identity is and going with it and saying, this is me, this is who I am, this is what I want. And being okay doing that. And knowledge too is also about your own safety, not this, just the safety of somebody else, but your own safety. It's okay to experiment, but if you're going to experiment, have an idea of what's going to happen. I had someone that came to me recently and they wanted to know about pegging. So we talked about pegging, but their, I, they seen it in porn and they got this idea of what it was supposed to be like. But really, I said to them, like, you need to understand that 
unless you're very lubed up, it's going to hurt in the beginning. That if they're um, if the person isn't careful, they may hurt you. That they that you shouldn't go from one area to another area and back. And you should also wear condoms for your safety. But it's not shown on porn, so they just assume that, well, okay, you know, I can just do this and it's going to be great. And I said, if you want to do it, do it, but please take precautions. Yeah, have the knowledge. Uh, you're absolutely right. It is for your own safety and your own health. I know um, kids that didn't know that the pull-out game does not work. <laughs> and when I told them that, they're like, really? I, I've never had an issue. And I said, well, you're an issue. <laughs> that oh, happens. the plug gave gotcha. I understand what you're talking about now. <laughs> so I, I didn't quite understand it. Yeah, so like teens don't, you know, some teens don't realize that the pillow game doesn't work. Some teens don't realize that, you know, or a lot of, I don't know how many married women I have, I have heard about or seen that didn't know that that time in between after you give birth to the time you get your menstruation again, you are still fertile, whether or not you are breastfeeding. <laughs> like, yes. not I know people that have just gone through that. <laughs> yeah, like, like how many uh, Irish twins are out there because of yeah. that moment, right? So it's, it's awareness. And the, like I said, the whole point of this episode is knowing that your sexual identity is different than sexual expectations. Um, your sexual identity can be whatever it needs to be. The only thing that I really want, again, people to understand is knowledge is power. Know what it is that you're into, know what you like, know what you don't like, and help yourself by learning and asking those questions. Yes. And learning from, from people that are in that have that knowledge, not necessarily learning from porn because again, porn is a fantasy. And so porn is not going to teach you. It's not the best education. It's not going to teach you what you need to, to know. Yep. And as much as we might have bashed on the internet today, <laughs> the internet is a really good place. There are support groups for different fetishes. There are support groups to, you know, there's Google searches that you can do to learn all about BDSM or things that you're interested in. Go and learn and make sure that you're learning what's healthy, what's not healthy, what's safe, what's not safe, or how to be safe. Um, there are a lot of unsafe practices or, or, or things that people like to do that, you know, can be safe if you know how to do it properly. Um, and, and that's a really big one, like pegging, right? Um, it's It can be quite safe. Um, so anyway... Is there anything else you'd like to add before we get going? Oh, um, just that, uh, you know, we, we did talk about it, but I think knowledge is important, just like you said. And I believe that people should take their time and think about something before they actually do it. Know exactly what it is that they really want and then, and then experiment. And also... Be considerate of the other person that, you know, consent, con consent and, and, uh, uh, well, 
yeah, consent is, is very, very important. One of the things I'd like to say before we get going um, to any parents, open up to your kids. We are not our parents. We are not our grandparents. This is an age where all of the information that, you know, our parents said, oh, you don't need to know that yet, or you're not old enough. Our kids have access to that information, whether we give it to them or not. I have made it my mission since my children were very young and my oldest is now 21 to say, I don't care what you do. I don't care who you do it with, but I want you to know that you can come to me with anything. I want to be where you get your answers from because, and I do care, obviously they know that, but um, I, I don't want my, I didn't want my kids feeling like they couldn't talk to me about absolutely anything. So I was very open and honest with them about sexual things from a very young age because I knew what it was like. My eight-year-old <laughs> will, you know, I'll talk about something with my 21-year-old or my 14-year-old. She'd be like, ew, and I'll be like, but now, you know, <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, she's at that age where, where she's still grossed out by it. But if she was at the 13 year old's age or the 14 year old's age, it would be more of an interest. Right. So it's, Hey, I see mom talking to this person about it. When I'm ready, I can talk to mom about it. Mm -hmm. Right. And there's, and we need to start opening up to our kids about sex, about drugs, about alcohol, about driving, about marriage and kids and, you know, um, employment and all of these things, because we're not giving them the fairest chances. We're leading them towards these by coddling them, not coddling them. That's a horrible word. So I apologize. But um, by trying to protect them, a lot of the time we do make it worse because they have access to that stuff anyway. Yeah. And the school's education is not good when it comes to sex either. It's, it's, it's absolutely horrible. All right. Um, okay. Well, that is our episode. For anybody watching or catching the replay, please go and check out Jalela. Her information is in the link or linked in this episode description. Um, Phoenix Identity, if you want to learn what your sexual identity is and how you can embrace it, because it is a valuable part of who you are, go and click uh, the link and set up a free clarity session with them today or with me because it's my company. Uh, <laughs> for everybody watching, Again, knowledge is power, whether it's your knowledge, whether it's the knowledge of those around you, your loved ones, your family, your friends, make sure that you are sharing your knowledge, you're learning, and you're creating a safe and healthy sexual identity for yourself. So uh, lots of love. Thank you so much, Jalela, for joining me today. Thank you. It was wonderful talking to you. It was a lot of fun. Thank you. You're very welcome. I absolutely love this topic. <laughs> All right. For anybody watching, again, if you want to be a guest speaker, blogger, sponsor, or if you want to see a topic featured on the show, please go and click the links. Uh, join us. Send us a message. Like, follow, and share the show. Um, get involved. Let us know what you thought or if you have any questions. And again, please reach out to either Jalela or myself. Uh, if you have any further questions, lots of love. I wish you a very great morning, afternoon, evening, depending on when or where you're watching. I'm going to get going because apparently I can't talk anymore today. <laughs> lots of love, guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you.